when God desires to do a healing work in a person. Let me tell you who I think he's looking for, praying people. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, we're so glad to have you once again on the One Cry Podcast. I'm Bill Eliff, and this is Kyle Reno. Uh, every time I say that, I think of like Abbott and Costello or <laughs> yeah, right. Mutt and Jeff, or I kind of yeah, know. Yeah, it's you definitely know, not a cool two, one. Two-thirds of the Three Stooges. Yeah. So. <laughs> you're getting better. Everyone you describe yeah. gets closer. Yeah, I guess closer <laughs> to it. Maybe all combined. Yeah. But uh, we're, we are having a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great joy. And, and in this series right now, we're talking about all kinds of prayer. Yeah. Uh, just to better equip us to, to be men and women who cry out and cry out. Yeah. together. And you know, one spot where, where we all need prayer is just in physical areas right. and, and emotional, right. just prayers of healing. Yeah. And, and I know the Lord is, uh, has spoken to you about that a lot, sure. Kyle, through the years. And, and, uh, what, what does God tell us about <laughs> healing prayer? Sure. He says a lot, you know, like you see in the scripture, a lot of moments, specifically in the ministry of Jesus, but then you see that released even through his sons and daughters and future days. And so here, here's my caveat, I'm not going to give you a whole theology of uh, on healing today, because uh, there's a lot to say. And there's obviously the sovereignty of God over all things and that God is good. And that I'll say a couple things uh, just to set us up before we look at one passage. I pray it builds our faith when we get to pray for people. Uh, uh, one thing I would say is, is all healing doesn't happen here. I mean, we see that in scripture. Ultimately, any healing that would ever happen here is only temporary because everyone dies, right? So I think you got to have some perspective, you know, that ultimately the restoration of all things is going to happen in heaven one day. And for all those that have put faith in Jesus Christ, that healing is ours. Uh, sometimes we get to see little glimpses of that here. But even that glimpse is temporary, and ultimately we will see that forever eternally in heaven. But all that being said, God still has the power to heal people, that God still has the power to extend his hand in such a way that healing happens physically in the life of a person. The truth is we're believing for that in every kind of ministry. We're believing for that spiritually for people to be healed. We're believing that emotionally for people to be healed, and we should sure believe that the Lord can Physically. So I'm going to give you one text to build our faith. Okay, one text. Acts 3. It says, Now Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. I want to give you some context for this healing moment that's about to happen in this guy's life. I, I love this about Peter and John. They didn't leave their religious ry rhythms of their Jewish faith. Let me tell you what they did. They redeemed them. I I just to say this. Uh, all traditions are not bad. <laughs> a lot of traditions started with some really good heartbeats behind them, like that there was a reason why there was prayer gatherings, and, and there's moments, the reason why they had the Wednesday night prayer service. You know, like what Peter and John did practically is they took things from their Jewish heritage and said, I want to do that now as a follower of Jesus, meaning they were, go they were going to the temple at a set-apart hour to pray. And why does that matter before I get to this moment where this dude gets healed? Well, uh, let me tell you something I think we can conclude. That when, when God desires 
to do a healing work in a person. Let me tell you who I think he's looking for, praying people. When God desires, I think this is true in any kind of ministry. When God is desiring to do something in the life of somebody, let's, let's say it this way. When God's wanting to save someone, well, who do you think that he looks for? Well, he looks for someone that will share. When God's desiring to heal somebody, he's looking for somebody that will pray, that will actually believe. Because God has decided to do his work in the world. Many times he does it without need of anyone. But God has primarily decided to advance his kingdom through his people. And so in this moment, Peter and John are on good ground to be greatly used of God. Why? Because they're giving the Lord time in prayer. The Lord can absolutely use anyone. But I found, I have found now, this is so true uh, in my life, that God regularly uses those that regularly meet with him. That God regularly uses those that regularly meet with him. So there you go. Context, Peter and John going to the temple at the hour of prayer to pray. And a man, I, I wish we could see this guy. I mean, I, I see him in the scripture right now, but boy, I, I wish we could just really see his whole life. Because just, just hear what it's saying. A man lame from birth was being carried. So here's a dude that has never taken a step in his life. And to get anywhere, he had to be dependent on anyone that would be willing to carry him. And where would they carry him? To do the only thing he could do, beg. They carried him daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. This is a really hard life. Right? From the moment his, he, he was born physically to planet Earth, he experienced the brokenness of sin in his physical body. He'd never taken a step. He'd always been dependent. He has to be carried. He's carried to a place to, to beg alms of people. And so you just kind of imagine, I mean, what's, what's the spirit of this guy like? I mean, what, this is, it's a pretty dark, hard life. And we, we experience a lot of brokenness, right? Like we see that around us. And all those things don't get restored here on planet Earth, some of them ultimately, eternally. But man, here's a guy that if you saw, uh, and if you had your heart right, you'd feel a lot for him. Feel a lot for him. But sadly, we know this is true, because me and you do it too. When you get used to seeing him, you stop seeing him. When you get used to seeing this guy, and everybody in that city would have got used to seeing him by now. And he, he's like the, the homeless guy on the street corner that's always at the same post every time you come through that part of the city. Eventually, it's easy in our, our, our humanity, our flesh, to stop seeing that person. Let me tell you what's encouraging to me. If you back up and, and see the bigger narrative here in this moment, God never stopped seeing him. God never stopped seeing him. And, and God saw him in such a way that he saw two of his sons was about to come past him. It says in verse 3, Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. I, I think that every part of the scripture matters here. You know, I see they see him going, Peter and John, we don't know if he knows them or who they are at this point or not, sees them going into the temple and says, well, they're going to church. Maybe they're feeling generous. I'm going to ask them for some alms. And so he, I would bet, sheepishly somehow says hey you have any change 
if you have anything for a, a desperate, destitute guy. And Peter and John don't just press on. They stop and see him. Uh, let me tell you it's true from in my life and any kind of ministry. God allows me, allows you, allows anyone to be a part of seeing real ministry happen in the lives of people that we actually see. That we actually see. And I think God allows us to see things when we're tuned in <laughs> to him the way he sees them. And I, I think this is not just saying that they, I don't think that Peter and John just practically saw him. I think they spiritually saw him. I think they saw this guy and they thought, man, God, this guy needs your help. I, I don't read more into it than there, but I think you can read at least this. And I think they look and say, man, God, this guy really needs some help. This guy's struggling. And then they said, look at us. Man, you know this, when you're going through a dark season and this guy's lived a dark life, you, you, you lose the ability to look somebody in the eye. And I bet you this dude hadn't looked somebody in the eye in a long time. I think he looked around them, looked and saw where they're going. But Peter and John said, man, look at us. And I, at the very least, even if the miracle of healing doesn't happen, a miracle's already happening. Somebody's, somebody's stopping long enough to look into this guy's eyes and saying, hey, I see you. We see what you're going through. This is, this is hard. We want you to see us, that we're right here with you to believe regardless of what might happen <laughs> regardless they were willing to go there and see what god might do willing to go there with this guy and he fixed his attention on them expecting to receive something from them which you gotta think the guy's saying okay man i'm about to get hooked up you know like hey i'm looking at you what you got for me maybe you're gonna bless me with a big gift you know in this moment but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, <laughs> which the guy's got to be thinking, great. You know, like, I have no silver or gold, but I got something better. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. What Peter does have is a vibrant relationship with the God of the universe. What Peter and John both have is a saving relationship with Christ. What they both are coming to understand is that they actually have the authority of Christ, that they have the ability to ask the God of the universe to do stuff right here. Let me tell you what they have. Listen, they were going to the temple to pray. They have a vibrant prayer life. And they're saying, listen, what we have, we're going to give it to you. What, what, we have, what he's not saying is that this is going to happen. So, so what, what he is saying is we're going to ask. We're going to ask full of faith that God can, in his name, do it. Let me tell you what I love. It's not a long prayer. It, it, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a elongated moment. It's their willingness to wade in and let's see. Let's see what God might do in this moment. I've prayed with people for healing a lot in ministry. I've prayed for healing and prayed with people, prayed them right into heaven. Right into heaven. I think that's something so beautiful about that. Honestly, it's a privilege to walk with you. Say, I'm gonna believe in healing to happen here until I will know that it happened there. You know, but let me tell you what God's not looking for us to do is to finally put the right words together. God's not looking for us to pray in such a way that He's like, "Oh man, you backed me into some corner. Now I got to." I think the Lord's wanting us to come in that moment and to believe with that person for what only he can do and leave it in his court. Leave it in his court.
there's a lot of people in that city that were sick. There were probably more people that were paralyzed. This man was healed. Now, I'm going to leave that to God, all those things. I remember one of our missionaries was home one time, and he taught me something in this very brief moment about this kind of praying. I'd broke my foot. uh, I think I was 35 or so at that point, trying to act like I was 20 still working out. And I broke my foot, and I had a surgery coming up, and I'd shared in that service that, hey, I'm going to have surgery this next week. Love for you to pray for me. I'll be out next week, basically, you know. And he was, they were home. And this guy's phenomenal, loves Jesus. He and his wife share the gospel, see disciples made in multiplying ways, plant churches, all those things. But they pray for healing for people all the time and see people healed. And uh, he came up to me, he said, man, uh, Pastor Kyle, you know, can I, can I pray over your foot? I said, man, yeah, I'd love for you to. And I'm thinking, like, I know this guy. I've seen the Lord use him. I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm going to learn something here. You know, he knelt down, eyes open, put his hand on my foot and said, Lord, would you heal Kyle's foot in the name of Jesus? He stood up, looked at me and said, how's your foot feel? I felt around and said, feels broke. He said, I'll be praying for your surgery and turned and walked <laughs> off. Like that was it. And I, and I sat there and I thought, that was so genuine. That was so genuine. Like he thought, well, I'm going to ask the Lord. And, and then when my foot was still broke, because I could feel it. You know, he said, well, I'm going to pray for your surgery this week, man. Have a good week. And he left it with the Lord. I honestly, I felt so cared that he stopped to ask. That he was willing to say, hey, let's see. And he was bold enough to believe God could have healed his foot right now. Let's see if he did. That's what Peter and them do when they say, rise and walk. It, 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 here's, here's a big faith moment. Verse 7, he took him by the right hand, raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. That Peter was bold. This is faith expressed, bold enough to ask a follow-up question. Let's see if you can get up now. Let's see if you can get up now. Let me, let me tell you something the Lord's really challenged me in praying over healing uh, for people. Is to actually follow that prayer up with a question the next week when they go to the doctor. Hey, how'd it go? Hey, how's that, how's that going in your life? Hey, did how, how, what happened on the follow-up of that? How are you feeling? What is that like? And I, I've, I've, I've been blessed to see some moments where the Lord has healed people. You know, I've seen a lot of moments where he, he hasn't. I mean, I, one of the greatest rebukes I ever got from the Lord. I mean, like, I have a few moments in my life where I feel like God said, hey, hey, son, listen to me. You know, where he got real firm with me. Uh, there's a few of them. And one of them was when I was praying over a lady, sweet lady that came down in a ministry time years ago, who'd asked me to pray for some physical ailment in her body. Uh, and she was older and I, I can't remember it was something like back problems, you know, or something. And I was like, you know, in my logical mind, I was thinking, you know, you're probably gonna deal with this until you die, you know, honestly. And uh, I said, sure, I'll pray for you. Let me, tell you. let me tell you immediately what I started praying. I started praying for God to give her endurance, give her strength. I started praying theology around suffering in her life, which are they're true things. Uh, but I'm telling you, the Spirit of God stopped me uh, dead in my prayer and said, what did she ask you to pray? And I'm having this inner dialogue with the Lord. Well, she asked me to pray that she'd be healed. Do that. And I just felt in my spirit, yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
And so, I mean, I'm like repenting. This poor lady has no idea what's going on. And I just asked the Lord to heal her back. And she walked away. And uh, the, the story is the Lord sat down with me in that moment going, do you know how little she how little uh, she felt cared for in that moment, Kyle? It's because you, you didn't bring her to me. She asked you to ask me to help her. And you tried to give her things you thought she needed. And I, I, I'm telling you, it changed something in me. It changed in me that moment. And I, I just want to encourage our listeners, us today, going, listen, this is not about you having healing power. This is about God having the ability to help, the ability to help people. And he lets us just get in between. And ultimately, there's a lot of glory for God involved here. Listen to what it goes on to say, verse 8. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Guess so, right? I love this. The guy gets healed and the first place he goes is he goes to church. That he goes with them to the place of worship to give God the glory that he so rightly deserves, not praising Peter, not praising John, praising Jesus, praising Jesus. I, I think that God many times uses healing, a healing moment to validate the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ in somebody's life and just to show that he's, that he's good. So here, here's my encouragement. You ain't got to understand everything about healing. You ain't got to have perfect theology all the time around it. I think that God has allowed us the opportunity to ask, to ask him to do, full of faith that he is good and he can, and he can. I know, Bill, you've walked through a lot of ministry, you know, with people around this, and there's such a tendency to be timid with it. You know, I I think, by the way, you told us you weren't going to give us a theology of healing, and you did. <laughs> the passage does. Yeah, it really does. And what a what a great word, uh, because I think, you know, the tendency uh, in at least American Christianity mm-hmm. is to get in one ditch or the other. Yeah. So we, we, we get in one ditch where we see this abused, mm-hmm. that, well, everybody right. is going to be healed, and if you're not healed, it's because you don't have enough faith. Wow. And that kind of teaching, which which is can be really destructive so to people, hard. but the problem is we knee jerk from that and go to the other side, and we don't pray for anybody's healing, right. or we pray these little insipid prayers, yeah. and we're not believing. That's right. You know, um, so I I think uh, like you talked about that missionary, yeah. just the this that this is a regular part. Yeah, it's one of the kinds of prayer that That's we do, exactly right. and we do it with confidence. Yeah. We do it with faith, you know. We talked about Luke 18, about persistent praying, and Jesus saying, when I come, will I find faith on earth? So it's like the Lord's saying, would you believe me about this? I've done this for thousands of years (laughs) since the beginning of time. And uh, will you come to me believing Mm -hmm. and just enough to ask, Mm -hmm. you know, just to ask in faith? There there are a lot of things. I, I believe this with all of my heart. Yeah. There are there are many, many things that God will not do mm. if we do not pray. Man. He set it up that way. He told us that. You do not have because you do not ask. ask. 
And so uh, you say, well, that's now what's what's up with that? Well, God is training us and he wants us to believe him. He wants Mm -hmm. us to cooperate with him. And I think there's so many times that we're just not asking. And then, you know, I've had a I've had a grandson Mm -hmm. who died of cancer uh, at age 10. Man, did we pray. Goodness gracious. And and thousands of people praying Mm -hmm. across the nation Mm -hmm. for little Carter. And yet he was healed by going to heaven. Yeah. And and you know what? That's okay. Yeah. We believe enough in the sovereignty of God mm. that we say, God, you you knew what what right. was right in this moment and mm-hmm. we trust you with that. Mm-hmm. So we don't get bitter at God right. because he doesn't answer that prayer the right. way we want to. Mm-hmm. We just trust him and we keep praying right. these these healing prayers yeah. when it when God tells us to do so. Yeah. Put it in the I heard uh, one pastor say that he experienced that, and everybody experiences those moments unanswered. I'm going to put that in the file folder for a later date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll come before the Lord one day, and probably the first nanosecond of seeing him, I'll be like, nah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole folder. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that up, but I'm going to believe the next time. Yeah. You know, I'm going to believe the next time. and. It's it's this it's the same with believing to having faith that God can heal, having faith God can save. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times are we willing to share the gospel with somebody mm-hmm. until they'll come to know Him? Right, and leave the results with God. And leave the, you did save Him. Yeah. So, uh, Kyle, this this is a really important topic, and and you know, one of the reasons it's so important is this is where people live. Yeah, e- everybody needs needs God's hand and healing yeah. at times right. and 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 it's one of the greatest ways we can minister to people mm-hmm. and the, the church can minister and it's one of the greatest ways for God to be glorified right is in this whole area of healing and mm-hmm. sickness and suffering and mm-hmm. all of that uh in multiple ways so we want to pray about this mm-hmm. and and uh we invite you to join us as we pray and yeah. and let's just take a moment and ask God to Teach us yeah. here and take us there. I wouldn't be surprised, Kyle, mm-hmm. if after today's podcast, yeah. God's going to bring somebody across your path. <laughs> It'd be just that, like him. That that yeah, because he teaches us a truth and then he gives us a test yeah, often. Wow. So uh, let's let's pray. We'll be ready. Yeah. for that. So Father, we just thank you for this teaching mm-hmm. today and the truth as we're learning about all kinds of prayer. So we can be better intercessors, so we can unite in one cry for the healing of this nation. And uh, and I pray, Father, you'd give us faith to believe. I, I pray that we would uh, throw out the window all of our preconceived ideas about this that have been shaped a lot of times by extremes on one side or the other. And Lord, we just just have a good, balanced, healthy, biblical view of praying for those who are sick. Uh, You said in James, Hmm. is anybody sick? Then call for the elders of of the church and let them pray over you. So, Lord, apparently you wanted us to be doing this Hmm. and doing it on a regular basis. So teach us, Lord. And as you give us opportunity this week, uh, help us to just ask Hmm. and believe. Yeah, Lord, we trust you. We trust you with this. We trust you with our physical lives. 
We trust you in the physical lives of others, uh, Lord, also the emotional lives of others. And God, I, I pray you would help us be a people, everyone that's listening and your church as a whole, that would be willing to love somebody enough to stand right there with them in the midst mm-hmm. of their pain and ask you to do what only you can do. That's right. So God, I, I just think at the very least, that's love. Mm-hmm. At the very least, God, which is a lot. It says, I'm willing to stand right here with you in the middle of your pain and invite God into it. And then, Lord, I pray we would invite you with great faith that you can. And that, Lord, in whatever way you want to release your power, we trust you with that, God. So I pray you do it, God. I, I pray that out of this, as Bill said, I pray out of this podcast that you'd be greatly glorified through how we pray for people. And I pray that you would be greatly glorified through the lives of people that are healed. Mm-hmm. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. And watch, be on the lookout yep. for uh, God bringing somebody across your path that you need to pray for mm-hmm. a healing prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what God will do. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs>